Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, working from home. My name is Producer Daniel. I'm here with Grant. Hello. Hello. And we've invited our good friend, Greg Suter, to the podcast. Hey, Greg. Hello. Welcome. Greg has the the butteriest voice in the (laughs) office. Uh, He's one of our home loan advisors, and he works from home quite often. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as do I from time to time, um, and Grant does as well. So we thought, let's get together, talk about stewarding, working from home, because uh, it's a it's a gift to be able to, um, but also it can be a curse for some of us. So. Yeah, and, and obviously we're in an age of our society and our world where working from home has been absolutely normalized, um, some forcibly normalized. Uh, and even with that, like each of us probably had our own preconceived notions about working from home. Absolutely. And I know, Greg, your kind of thoughts on that has changed a lot. What was your thoughts on working from home prior to pandemic life? Yeah, I mean, conceptually, I've been a fan of it, but for my own, in my own personal life, I just did not do it well. Mm. Um, ever since I started working at stewardship, the, the, the line has been, you can work from wherever you want. You can work from home, office, coffee shop, as long as you're doing your work and loving clients well. And I learned early on, at least I thought I learned early on, that I cannot love people well when I'm at home because of the myriad distractions there Mm. that I had not really taken the time to navigate how to do that well. So, What, What are some of those distractions for you at home? Oh, well, if you live with anybody, whether it's family or roommates, there's the distraction of just them being there and me wanting to socialize. But then there's also the distraction of, okay, we're all home right now. What is my space? What is your space? When can you come into my space? Mm -hmm. You know, just navigating around each other was difficult. And then I've got two young kids at home who want all daddy's attention. Yeah. When is it okay for them to come into daddy's office and, you know, jump on his lap while he's typing or on the phone or not? Yeah, exactly. What about you, Dan? What was your thoughts about working from home prior to pandemic life? Was it something that you loved, hated? Yeah. Um, working, I mean, it was, it's, it can be difficult for me because, mm. um, not only do I have the same distractions, I have a two-year-old and, and, a, and a wife. I love to hang out with both of them. So when they're around, I want to be with them. But also I, I have this, I don't know, second brain inside my head that wants to do other things too. Yeah. Um, where I, I can easily get distracted by uh, maybe there's a, you know, something I need to fix around the house mm-hmm. or uh, a movie I would rather watch. <laughs> um, and so I have to constantly manage that of like, when I have when I have my coworkers here who are also working, there's sort of that social accountability to work because everyone else is working. Yeah, um, almost like an energy of, of yeah. work, and everybody's getting stuff done. Yeah, yeah, and and I definitely appreciate being part of that. So when I'm at home, it's just up to me. Like Heather can't work from home; she works retail, so there's no home working for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather do a jigsaw puzzle with her than work, but. Uh, yeah, it's but when I do have that time and when I when I do set aside that space, it can be very productive. Mm-hmm. And and I love that if you know if on a day I'm I'm at home and I feel inspired to work because I have more of a creative job, um, I can kind of 
act on that creativity more spontaneously, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's a benefit of being able to work from home for sure. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm the quote unquote boss. I own the business, right? So I've worked from home since the get <laughs> and, uh, I, I've never, my work from home thoughts haven't changed since the pandemic. It's basically the same because I've enacted it the same way, but for so many people on our team, it has, even though we've had a culture from the get go of, as you said, Greg, work from wherever you want. I don't care. Everybody's a big boy and a big girl. They can get their stuff done. And as long as they're doing that, you can work from wherever you want. But then pandemic happened, and then people were forced to do it, and they experienced some new things. So, Greg, what were some new things that you experienced as you started working from home? And how do you feel about working from home now? Well, I'll answer that second question first. I love working from home. In fact— Which is different than when you— Very different. I was anti-working at home, not— Again, as a concept, but for me specifically, I just didn't think I was wired in such a way that I could make working from home work for me. And mm-hmm. uh, and with the help of my wife and and some things that you've done, as well as my boss, I've been able to complete. I changed that around completely. I love working from home. In fact, um, today is one of five to seven hours. I'll actually be in the office yeah. <laughs> this week, physically in the office. But I'm. I had. I just talked to my wife yesterday. Had about as productive a day yesterday that I can say i've had in a long time mm. and it was all from home it was all from home yeah yeah daniel how about you how do you feel about working from home now um i i think for me working from home is uh it's a necessity at this stage of my life okay um but i think i don't know that it's something that i would choose to do uh personally if i had a choice mm-hmm. um my phone alarm is going off um there are distractions here at the office too. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah, no, I, I I love the separation of uh, coming into an office to work rather than, um, you know, just just the separation of a door sometimes isn't quite enough for me. So, mm-hmm. I I like to drive to an office. Um, so, I don't know my my feelings on work. It's it's a necessity that I'm willing to work with, and I I enjoy it for what it is. But if I if I could just exclusively work from the office, I probably would. Yeah. And there are people like that in our office. Like there are people uh, on the team that do not like working from home. And they've tried it. Obviously, they've had to try it. And they just, they absolutely are a lot more productive in the office. Um, and there are some people that love working from home. For me, I love both equally. But it's different work for me in the office than it is at home. I find that there's certain work that I'm like, ooh, if I'm doing that, I need to do that from my home office. I'm going to be able to be a lot more productive there based on the setup, based on my mindset, based on convenience. But then there's other work where it's like, this absolutely has to be done in the office. It's going to get done a lot more better because there's a different level of collabor- uh, collaboration or connection. And those things are, are required sometimes for the, for the work that I have to do. So I love both equally, Uh, But not everybody loves working from home as much as working from the office or vice versa. And in this episode, what we really want to talk to you guys about are some pitfalls, some things that we've experienced or mistakes we've made as we've worked from home. (laughs) And hopefully you guys can avoid them. Or if you're in the midst of them, we can talk to you about what we've done to avoid them uh, so that you can be a better steward of working from home. But then also we want to talk about things that we've done that allow working from home to be awesome, 
to have helped us become even more productive and share with you guys some tactical, uh, actionable steps and processes that you can implement right after listening to this episode. But we are stewardship. We do home loans, insurance, and investments. So we're going to talk about finances and all of our podcasts, and that includes with our kind of commercial of our one-minute money tip, Jake is going to talk to you about cryptocurrency. Is cryptocurrency a good investment? Should you do it? All right, here's what I think. Um, it is just super hard to know if that's a good place to invest. The technology behind it and the blockchain is going to be around for a long time. It is going to change a lot of things. So that that's awesome. That's very positive. It's really hard for me to recommend it as an investment to people. You can do it if you want. You just have to be really careful. Um, here's a couple things I would think about is, um, you know, the different, there's tons of different currencies out there. We don't know which one is going to emerge victorious. Um, it's hard when people are just trying to make a quick buck. You know, the Bible speaks out against, you know, desiring to be wealthy, um, trying to get rich quick. All those things can be, uh, can be very dangerous. Um, but yes, the technology is great. There's a lot of potential. It's fun. I think it, it, it's cool. It's just really hard um, to recommend from an investment standpoint. Okay, so now back to uh, this topic of working from home. Let's talk about some mistakes. Greg, you did not just arrive to this place in one day of, I love working from home and I'm good at it now. So much so that you said yesterday was your most productive day that you've had in a while. <laughs> yeah. How, what were some mistakes that you've made? What are some issues or, or things that come in your way as you're working from home that prevent you from being at your best? Well, I would say the first mistake I made was treating my family like coworkers or employees uh-huh. at first and, and, and having certain demands on them that I feel comfortable having on people who work with me. I can shut the door and say, hey, leave me alone for a little bit. But I don't necessarily want to treat my six-year-old daughter as though she's an employee or a coworker. So yeah. learning how to, to, to be – still daddy at home and still yeah. be a good husband at home. That was the, the first thing. But Yeah, I mean, if Jared walks by your office and walks in and you're on the phone and he's talking, you can say, hey, dude, stop being a jerk. I'm talking to Clint. But if Natalie, your daughter, walks in, you're not, that's not a thing. You little turd. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah, it, it, that was one of the mistakes. What's, what's another thing you learned? I learned it, it was, it, I wouldn't say this is necessarily a mistake, but one of the, the, the learning curve for us big was we live in a relatively small space. Okay. And so finding a spot, being able to carve out a spot where I mm. could, if I needed to have quiet and privacy and be able to close the door, that was the trick. And my office is in its fourth iteration in our small 1400 square foot house because yeah. it's been in four, four different spots. And we eventually found a, a spot that worked great for us, but there was a, definitely that learning curve there is, is making it so that I could act like I'm at the office from time to time. That's going to be most people's mistake when working from home is what is my space? Mm-hmm. What is my space like? What is it? Is it going to be productive? Is it going to be conducive to how I like to work? And is it going to give me the, the silence or, or privacy that I may need. Dan, what's your space like at work? Where do you work from from home? Yes. So back in 2020, we were in a two-bedroom apartment uh, with a toddler. So we had she had her room and then we had our room. And my desk was next to our TV in our living room, kind of between the living room and the dining table. Uh, not a good spot. Mm. So that was definitely a mistake we made. So now um, we've moved into a three-bedroom, and, and so we have a room – that's separate and it's it's the smaller room and 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 i have a desk 
Uh, I have a shelf of my own, <laughs> um, and I've been able to kind of build out that desk in that room. And I do share that room with my wife where she, she has that space to, like, do yoga and stuff, um, kind of half the room. It's almost like, you know, TV siblings. It's like siblings. the exercise room in the, in the office in one. Yeah, yeah. It's like how TV siblings would separate the room with the duct tape down uh-huh. the middle. We kind of have that set up. <laughs> We don't have duct tape because we can respect each other. But, um, yeah, so we, we share that room as kind of our, our extra space, I guess. Um, and it's, it's super helpful to have that. Um, just I can close the door. I can tell Olive, hey, Daddy's going to his office. I need some space. Uh, and she typically can, can understand as a two-year-old. She can get, okay, I can't, I can't hang out with Daddy right now. So you have dedicated office space, like an extra room. Yeah. Greg, it sounds like you had the same thing. You have a dedicated office room. What's your setup like? We It's actually, we just put a desk in our master bedroom. So okay. I, I had like a little corner where I could decorate and it's now just my office. Yeah. So when the, the door is closed to mommy and daddy's room, there's a good chance that daddy's working. Exactly. Right? And I actually have a little sticky note that I put up if I'm recording a video or mm. I'm going to be on a, on a conference or anything like that. And they know that you can't even knock on the door then. And when I'm done, I take the sticker off so they know I'm approachable again. Nice. Yeah. So you have certain signals or certain signs that lets everyone else in the house know, hey, this is you, you can come hang out with me or, hey, I'm in, in a busy time right now exactly yeah and i wanted to share something that's kind of unique about stewardship we have such a family vibe here so when i do have a conference a video conference call with you guys sometimes i'll bring olive into my office with her little table and her coloring paper so she can join in on the meeting and she's i don't know i got blessed with a well-behaved child so she'll (laughs) be quiet long enough for me to be involved in the meeting as long as i mute my mic Mm -hmm. um but that's kind of cool too if i can bring her in at certain times to be involved and see daddy working. That's kind of a cool feature of working from home Mm -hmm. um, that I do like. But yeah, there's those other times I definitely got to close the door. I think that would be one of my biggest pieces of of advice, mistakes not to make um, when when working from home. We all have, we all want to work our best. We want to be extremely productive. We want to provide an awesome, you know, moment and we want to provide an awesome experience for people that we're working with and for so as a result an unplanned or interrupted child coming in and and messing things up you're you kind of have like this shame or like hey stop no daddy's you know on the phone we just need to stop that mindset that's a mistake to me because what i found is that my clients, my coworkers, my vendors, the people that I'm meeting with, they think it's so cool if one of my kids come in. So much so that sometimes they just ask questions to my kids and they want them to be a part of that meeting. And when, instead of like shunning them, which is a mistake I've made, I now welcome them in and say, hey, I'm talking right now. You want to see? Check it out. This is you know, Mr. So-and-so in this meeting or I'm on the phone with Mrs. So-and-so and we're talking about this. You know, I like almost educate them and include them. Hey, because of this conversation, can I talk to you later about that? Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Hey, sorry about that. You know, I'm back now. This was, you know, my daughter, she's interrupted. Like, that's a way more acceptable response, I think. Not only for the children, but for the person I'm in that meeting with, you know. Um, so, I, I think that's, that's something that, that all of us should do is change that mindset of shame if we are interrupted. So we're talking about office spaces. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you know where my office space is. Um, but some people think, oh, yeah, you, you own a mortgage company, insurance agency, financial plan. 
you know, they probably think uh, I have this gigantic house with this huge office space. And my house is, is nice, but my office is where, Daniel? That's in your master closet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's a huge closet. That's and true. My, and my wife and I have zero need for all of those clothes. So we, we literally split it in half. But even the house I was in before then, to me, it made the most sense to just put a desk in an area of that walk-in closet because that provided for me the most amount of, of privacy. I don't need like a window. What I need is focus. So if I don't have any other noises or other things going on, for it just, I, I don't know why, but I love the master closet office space. And it's my favorite area of the house. I don't know how many people say that, but that their favorite area of the house is their master closet. But mine definitely is my little corner. It's mine. No one else can, can do anything else, can do anything with it, but, but that. And as we transition into, hey, what are some good things that we've done? That's what I would say. Make it yours. It's got to be your space. Mm-hmm. You have to set it up in a way that's going to be conducive to how you work, to things that you appreciate. And I think that's important. Greg, what have you done for your space? Well, to, to add to that, the importance of space, one of the things that I feel very blessed because my boss sees the value in having the same technology set up at home that I have here so that yeah. whatever my workflow and work process is here at the office, I can be just as efficient and my space doesn't hinder that. So we made sure that whatever technology I had at the office, I have it replicated at the house. So that, yeah. that was probably the biggest thing for me. In fact, one of my biggest struggles in working from home is that it what would have before taken me five minutes at the office would take me 30 minutes at the home because of my lack of efficiency. Yeah. So being able to work as efficiently from home has been a, the biggest game changer for us. Yeah. I'm going to get a bunch of social media DMs about this, but we at our office, we have things set up. I just don't want technology to be a hindrance to any employee, right? I want your tech to uh, enhance your work, not take it down. So we don't have computer monitors. We all have 50-inch 4K TVs that we use as computer monitors, which then allows you to have multiple windows open so that you can uh, cross-check or use multiple different applications as you're working on one task. And what that does, as Craig said, it allows you to work really quick. Mm -hmm. So then when you open up a laptop and you're just on a one laptop screen working from home versus you're used to this 50-inch monitor, with you're just not going to work as fast. So I do the same thing. I have the exact same monitor, Microsoft Surface connection, exact same desk. Everything is the same. And my office here at the office and my office in the walk-in closet at my home office. There's no interruption or disruption in that, that workflow, which is, which is big. What about you, Dan? Do you do anything with your home office setup that makes it feel like it's yours? Like it's your space, you're comfortable with it. Yeah, I uh, I have set up like I have a an old shelf that I used to kind of raise up my monitor so it's at a comfortable level. Um, that's important for me just to have like, and I have tons of little like storage space. So I have a Rubik's cube on my desk because mm. sometimes I need to just take a minute to take a break from the work. So I play with my Rubik's cube, um, and I have all these little like trinkets. I have a deck of cards, kind of in the desk area that's kind of at 
easy reach. Um, Those then, things sound like no big deal, but they are. They yeah. add up to like create a good work environment for you. Yeah, and then uh, I have a camera that we use here to film videos, but I also usually bring it home with me, and I have that set up as my webcam, mm. and it's way overkill for anything <laughs> that we need. And it's similar to, to what you have, Grant, but anytime I, I, I don't even do video calls very often, but when I do, I get to make it look nice because that's kind of like... I'm the creative person here at Stewardship, so I yeah. like when things look buttery smooth and, yeah. and fun. So that's not really a, a necessity at all, but it's something that's fun that I get to like play with, kind yeah. of make my work play. That's what I do. So, Greg, when uh, I mean Dan just mentioned some things that he does to take breaks, mm-hmm. and in our, some of our recent conversations about you working from home, you've kind of come up with a unique. Uh, way of working from home that has to do with break times and non-break times. Would you share about that? Because I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess conceptually it goes back to something I think you've talked about a lot, and that is this false dichotomy of work-life balance. Yeah, I've got my work life and I've got the rest of my life, and I need to find a balance in between those. And um, I've heard people talk about, no, no, there's no work-life balance. There's just an integrated life where you have yep. space for everything. And that's much easier when I'm at home. And, and just you, practically, I get 24 hours in a day. And if I am spending eight to 10 hours just doing, just here at the office, by the time I get home, my mind is spent. I, I have maybe two hours to hang out with my kids, eat dinner, play with them, do all that. And I'm just giving my family my leftovers in that yeah, scenario. Yeah, you don't get your best, no. man. And and so now uh, I'm very intentional with my day. There are, uh, We homeschool our kids, so we're able to integrate some of this. But um, there will be days where I, my family knows I'm working until this time. And then at this time, daddy's stopping and we're going to go to lunch together or we're going to do this homeschool field trip together. Or for me, there are times where things that would normally, I would just wait for the weekend to go do the weeds in the backyard. Specifically Mm. yesterday, um, I had about a 30-minute break worked in where I could get out in the sun, turn my head off from my emails for a little bit, and just go pull some weeds. And go back into the house and get right back to work. And that was a perfect break for me mentally to be able to turn that off for a little bit and listen to a podcast, be out in the sun, vitamin D, all that. but it's it was a it it took me maybe a fraction of the time it would have taken me to set aside the whole part of the weekend for that, for right. example. So I'm able to use that as a practical example. Integrate things that would normally have to wait, mm-hmm. whether it's super important things like relationship time with my kids and my wife, or even just things that need to get done, like my to do list. Yeah, I'm able to get a lot more of that done during the typical workday with intentional breaks. Yeah, I don't believe we are as productive. And I think life is harder when we segment our life too much. Okay, I'm in work mode. Okay, I'm in daddy mode. Okay, I'm in husband mode. We need to be the same person throughout. It doesn't matter if you're hanging out with me at the golf course, at the office, at home, at church. I'm going to be the same guy. Like, I'm going to be the same person. Now, I might have slightly different mindsets to help in each of those areas. And, you know, I might use maybe a little bit different language around my my kids than I would around my friends I'm comfortable with on the golf course. But, like, I want to be the same individual and have, you know, the same – be the same person throughout. And I think what you said, Greg, is it's just – you're you're the same Greg throughout the day. You're not transitioning from work Greg to non-work Greg and – 
having to transition back and forth between that stuff throughout the day while working at home can be exhausting. It's just, you know, there are certain bursts of like, okay, I'm going to do this task, boom. Now I'm going to just do this task because it's, sure, a thing I can do, but it's also going to refresh me when I go back to another work, work task. Is that a good way of describing it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And and I do something similar. Like I like you, I like to work with my hands and build things, you know, woodworking and tools and whatnot. And my wife sometimes has me building things and it's like great when I can, you know, make a couple cuts and put something together and then go back to the office and record a video or do a thing or write the blog or write a book or whatever and then take a break and then I'll, you know, put a layer of paint and then let it dry and then come back and then go sand that layer and then come back and work and then go put another layer of paint. It's just it's just great little bursts here and there help me a lot rather than being locked into my office for eight hours being work grant. Mm-hmm. That just that's just not happening. And you might spend the same eight hours of time at your desk, but the fact that you've gotten to break it up a little bit means you're going to be more productive with those eight hours in different chunks yeah. than you would have been if you just tried to nose to the grindstone for eight hours straight. Yeah, I will. And I actually do it the other way. Instead of working for those eight hours and getting 10 hours worth of work in that eight hours, in most cases, I only work maybe six hours, but get eight hours of work in. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because I was more intentional with it. And that, I think, is the key. You have to be intentional with those bursts and intentional with those breaks. You likely knew ahead of time, ah, for a break today, I'm going to go ahead and pull weeds and get outside. It's a nice day outside, right? Absolutely. I, I had it written down on my schedule for the day. Yes. And, and that can be a problem. When we don't take breaks intentionally and we're taking breaks on accident, Sometimes those breaks will go too long or it won't be the type of break that we need that will allow us to transition back into, you know, uh, the right type of work task. And, and I think that's important. Dan, do you intentionally write down your breaks or sometimes you letting breaks happen to you? Uh, I don't really write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do typically l- just let them happen. Okay. <laughs> and, and taking a break because you have to is a lot different than taking a break uh, intentionally yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. Um, Taking a break because you have to is almost like, you know, being burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not like clinical burnout. But, yeah, um, yeah. But I, the way my family's rhythms work, I kind of have breaks built in because um, my wife works retail, but she goes in super early, like four a.m. Mm-hmm. And I wake up when she does, and I, I try to get some work done in that morning time. Sometimes I just need to rest in that morning time from four to eight a.m. Uh, sometimes I need to do some things around the house, but usually I'll get some work done uh, at my desk, and then. My daughter wakes up around 8, 8.15. Yeah. And so I, I spend time with her in that time, and we get our morning together. Once in a while, I'll do work while she's awake, but usually I'm just spending that time with her. So that's kind of a built-in break yeah. from the work stuff, and, and I get to be kind of in dad mode, uh-huh. but I'm still me. I'm yes. always me, yes. uh, and that's that's a big deal. And then, Well, it's just like knowing those family rhythms allow you to be intentional with those breaks. Yeah, exactly. And knowing those family rhythms, being intentional with breaks, and communicating that to your spouse, now you take working from home to another level because there's expectation management. Mm-hmm. There was time when I would tell my wife I'm working from home, and she thinks that like, okay, well, then that means you can help with the laundry and homeschool the kids and do this stuff around the house. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm still wor- working. And she'll be disappointed that I didn't get some of those things done, even though we never talked about it, right? But if I can be intentional about, okay, I'm gonna, this is what I have going on today while I'm working from home. 
what are some things that I could do to help, but also maybe be as breaks for me? Okay, yeah, and then we talk about it. We're intentional about it. The expectations are better, and now our relationship is better as a result. Um, Greg, if you were to kind of summarize, you know, what you feel like working from home is, you know, what 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 is working from home to to, to Greg Suter? How has that been an impact on your life? Working from home has helped me be a better steward of my limited emotional and and mental resources. Yeah. Um, because I do want to give my customers the best of me, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be left with just leftovers by the time I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, or I also want to be able to pull my weight around the house, so to speak. And, yeah. And, and all of that, being able to integrate that intentionally throughout my day has I mean, you could ask my kids and they would say that they get to see a lot more of dad and they get to have a lot more fun with dad. And my wife gets a lot more of her husband now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this whole topic of of working from home uh, has been something that a lot of us have talked about and it's a big deal. Um, A lot of us have had to experience it. And I think all of us can be better stewards of working from home. I'm grateful to have someone like Greg who's willing to transparently communicate, hey, I hated it and I didn't like it before. Uh, now I love it and enjoy it. And maybe that's you. Your mindset's changed. Look, I, I want you guys to learn from some of the mistakes that me and Dan and Greg have made. Uh, but also, hopefully, you can implement some of the things we've done to be better stewards of our working from home, whether that's creating the right environment, being intentional with different types of breaks, but then also expectation management with family. Uh, Those are three things that can help you be a better steward of your work. All right. That is the Stewardship Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We are doing, or did did we already do this podcast or is is it not done yet? We already did this one. We already did this one. Yeah, we talked about breaks. We talked about taking intentional breaks. Yes, being a good steward of rest. If you don't know how to do that, we did a podcast about it. So we want you to check out that previous podcast. It's episode 117. Okay. Uh, and we, we had Brandon on the podcast for that one. And that was it's good. just a big deal about making sure those breaks are intentional and not yeah. on accident or because we can't help it but take a break. Yeah, he too uh, he was very transparent and mentioned some burnout. So check that episode out, episode 117. And we will see you guys again soon. <laughs>